0: It's Reception, Reception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon.
1: How about the, the, the Carolina uh, Panthers? Adam Thielen, the highest tiered wide receiver uh, in this group. Again, he's in that tier seven. Just to reiterate, tier seven features Nico Collins, Isaiah Hodgins, Cortland Sutton, Van Jefferson, Jacoby Myers, Michael Thomas, Curtis Samuel, and Michael Gallup uh adam thielen as the highest tiered wide receiver in tier number seven matt um what what are your expectations here look obviously they're not very high and i don't think there's a lot of high expectations for anyone in this passing game uh but what do you think about adam thielen i it it appears at least from a roster construction standpoint he's got to be the top target getter In a Carolina Panthers uniform.
0: Yeah. And I don't think Adam Thielen is totally cooked. I think he is definitely a declined player, but I think Thielen is going to play a big role. And I think he might play like all three receiver positions, you know, because DJ Chark is a pure outside guy. Um, Terrace Marshall is a pure outside guy. So in that scenario, if those are the three receivers on the field, are we seeing a lot of like Adam Thielen in the slot there? I actually think that would be really he's similar to what we just talked about with Michael Thomas. I think that would actually mm-hmm. be a really good setup um for <clears throat> for for Adam Thielen there. Um I think this might be the worst receiver core in the league, though. Uh just on paper right now, heading into week one. I mean, again, I we're agree. talking about Adam Thielen. That's not great. Like DJ Chark is is a one-trick pony he's a ball yep. winner downfield he's not i mean his reception perception really discouraging the last two to three years in decline you know he everybody still talking DJ Chark ran a fourth he runs a four three well he ran a four three about six ankle injuries ago okay so um he doesn't <laughs> let me call. tell you he doesn't run a damn four three anymore good call, uh good call. or at least he's not he's not he turns like a battleship at this point Terrace marshall yeah. you know I do think Terrace Marshall, maybe I wouldn't be surprised if like by the end of the year, Terrace Marshall, who I'm not that big of a fan of, he isn't shown very well in the NFL. But like, I think he could play the X receiver spot ahead of, um, you know, ahead of a uh, 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 DJ chart at some point, but th- because this receiver course so wide open, the guy who's interesting to me here and I'm not drafting him uh, because like this is he's a classic rookie receiver might pop in the back half of the year. It's Jonathan Mingo to me, man. I mm. I was a big fan of Jonathan Mingo as a prospect. You know, I okay. compared him to like an Amon Ross St. Brown type uh, in his in his pre-draft prospect profile. Uh, reception perception, big-time guy that can separate underneath, but can win downfield and is a bully after the catch. It sounds a lot like Amon Ross St. Brown, who you know I loved in reception perception as a prospect, but noted that he was playing out of position outside for USC. Mingo, I think similarly is probably going to play inside. He's probably going to play off the line of scrimmage. And then we're talking about a guy, if he develops similar to like Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think Mingo Mm -hmm. is probably more explosive downfield at his peak than Amon Ross St. Brown is, but like St. Brown developed, we talked about him developing against man press coverage in his second season. And we know the type of second season he had, but I wouldn't be surprised if like Mingo, because this receiver core is so up in the air Like it's, it's not going to be week one, two, three, four, five for Jonathan Mingo. But if it's like week 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, that I could see being the time when Jonathan Mingo rises. So he's not a guy I'm drafting, but he's a guy that I'm keeping my, like keeping on waiver wire speed dial, if that makes sense.
1: Can I, yeah, I love that. I I love that call. Well, first of all, all rookie wide receivers usually take that at least a six week period, right. Um, To, to start popping. Uh, from a production standpoint. Um, but I, I want to go back to that, and I want to challenge that just a little bit, just because I've got some follow-up questions there. When I watch Jonathan Mingo play, I see a guy who is very raw. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when I saw Amon Ross St. Brown play, this I, to me, I'm like, okay, this guy can run routes. You know, This, this yeah. guy is absolutely a polished route runner um, for a collegiate player. I love the fact that they both attack the ball in the air, so I see the similarities there. Very aggressive Uh, with the football playing it um, once it's in the air, which is, which is, I love that. I love that about Mingo, Uh, but you're right. I think he's got a little bit more juice after the catch, but I want to go back to the route running part. That's what surprises me. Uh, When you say, when you start talking about Mingo versus Amon Ross St. Brown, I say Mingo is a much more, you know, uh, multiple clay, Uh, you know, somebody that, you know, again, if he, if he gets that work ethic going in the right direction, man, he he starts, you know, building those skill sets up, man, like this guy could be an absolute problem, but I just don't see it for 2023, but maybe I'm wrong, man. Tell, tell me where you are. You're at with Mingo in terms of route running.
0: Yeah. So the St. Brown comparison is kind of more of a role comparison. Like I think that might be the ideal role for him where you know they yeah. move Saint Brown a ton around pre-snap. Like you can see snaps of Jonathan Mingo in college, like blocking his ass off as a tight oh, yeah. line of scrimmage player. You know, um, he's a physical player. Uh, he he's certainly somebody that like can can win as a blocker. Like I think he might have yep. been the best blocking receiver in the draft. And you know this is a team that I do think wants to run the ball a lot. Um, by the way, they're a team that's going to throw the ball to the running back a lot. I don't care what Miles Sanders' like receiving work looks like with Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. Yeah, they're, right. With this receiver core and with the money they gave him, they're throwing him the ball like 60 to 70 times <laughs> uh, this year. And we'll see <laughs> how it got works to. out for them. They've got to. They have to. to. Right. So, yeah. um, but with Mingo, yeah, he, I think he's going to block really well there. And that's why I'm saying he's a back half of the year candidate. And even then, I'm not saying he's going to put up a ton of production, but I okay. think that's the time of year where he's going to be playing a lot, and that's when you're going to want to chase that production And last note, I'll just say on the work ethic part. Um, You ready for a name drop here? Uh, Look out, Uh, close personal friend uh, Steve Smith. uh, Oh, Carolina Panthers. You might have heard of him. He's very high on his like uh, tenaciousness and work ethic ability, and what he's gonna like uh, the the dog. You know, they love. I'm telling you for this for a fact. They love Mingo in Carolina. They are all in on his talent. They took him very high and aggressively in the draft. Um, Yeah. Like I, I agree with you. He is a developmental player a little bit. I think they're going to mm-hmm. like experiment with the role for him. I don't okay. think he's going to be an X receiver, but I think if you're moving him around pre-snap, that you can get some good advantageous matchups as he refines his route running.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast Fair or unfair comparisons um, with Debo Samuel?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, nobody's Debo Samuel, so there is that. Um, but, like, I don't think Jonathan Mingo is going to be taking handoffs, right? Like, like that's the thing with the Debo Samuel stuff. It's kind of hard because, I mean, we're talking – like, people do it either either way, right? We're – We mentioned this on the last show and speaking of which he plays for the Carolina Panthers, you know, people are like, Oh, is LaVisca Chenault, the next Debo Samuel. It's like, Well, he can take snaps from the backfield, sure, and he all of his yards last year were like yards after catch to LaVisca Chenault, so he can do the gadgety stuff, but he can't do the real wide receiver stuff that Debo Samuel does beaten zone coverage. I do think that Jonathan Mingo could do that, especially when you think about the routes that Debo Samuel was really good on. Like actually really, really good. He's not a complete route runner, but like the digs, the slants, the crossing routes. I do think Mingo showed an ability also on deep out routes as well too, like the slants and stuff like that. That was were those were his best routes in his reception perception sample, but I think Mingo also showed you a little more like man coverage curl route ability working back to the quarterback as an outside receiver than than really you've seen with Debo so far, but I do think from a crossing route perspective and and then obviously the yak stuff, that's really and the bully yeah. ball mentality. That's where the comparison comes in, like the physical aggressive part of the game. That's where it's going to be key for for Mingo and pretty similar to Debo.
1: You know, I, I, I'd be remiss in not mentioning too Hayden Hurst if we're talking about fantasy. Um, and again, we just talked about how this wide receiver core might be the worst in the NFL. I think Houston's probably in that mix, too, uh, for worst overall, you know, units, wide receiver units in the NFL. But Hayden Hurst there um, with Frank Reich is is interesting. Frank Reich has a, a pretty good history, I think, with tight ends. Obviously, he featured a lot of tight ends there uh, in Indianapolis. But um, but yeah, I mean, even when he was an OC, I, I thought you know their their tight ends got a lot of work too. So I think Hayden Hurst uh, again, if you're looking for a later round sleeper play. Uh, could be an interesting option there for you at that position, um, but yeah, I, I think of the of the guys that I am looking at in a Carolina Panthers uniform, man, probably the most interested. Um, I think Adam Thielen is one of those safe but really boring picks. You yeah. know, like what's the what's the upside on Adam Thielen? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Does he have the in his bag? Can he turn around a a top twenty five performance? I, I'm just. I'm not sure, you know. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, we're but, still talking about a rookie quarterback here too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and to your point, they're probably going to run a lot. Um, Terrace Marshall, Jonathan Mingo, younger players, athletic profiles that I'm at least more interested in. I know Terrace Marshall hasn't shown a ton in reception perception, but Matt, you you uh, you ha- you do have to admit he has improved. He has improved. Not that hard because his rookie year is one of the worst <laughs> sampled in reception perception history. So not that hard of a bar to cross. I'm just saying he did improve in 2022.
0: Uh, yeah. And I think the main thing there is they found the right role for him. Uh, right. Remember, as a rookie, I mean, you know, the bonehead like Matt Rule coaching staff had him oh, um, as like a slot receiver. And he was oh, exclusively ter- slot, yeah. like, almost exclusively a slot receiver, and he was terrible in that role because right. he the routes you want him to run as a slot receiver is not it. Like basically, he he is uh, hopefully like we we talk about the Devonte Parker axis of X receivers. Here we go again, baby. He is on that axis, like, and that was yeah. the role he should play, and that was the role he played as a in his second year, and he won on vertical routes, and he won on slant routes, and that's about it, but. If he continues to be consistent and he shines with this coaching staff and like DJ Chark doesn't work out, again, I think he could play that ex receiver role for this team. I just think he's going to be a very limited player, not a very, um, not like a full time target getter at that.